What's up guys? Uh, we are even more about nothing. Thank you again for joining us. I am one of your hosts, Rafiki. And I am the other half of the coin. I go by the name of Mookie. How are you guys doing today? It is a I would say today's a bit of a good day. Yeah, the weather was like uber nice like today. It was like like for some reason the weather was just like A one thousand today. So um I'm with it. Like it was nice weather. Kinda chill day to relax before getting into the the madness of the week, finals, school, all that nonsense kicks up. I know you've had an interesting week. Have we done the yeah. podcast since you had your week? No. Alright, so you wanna go ahead and tell people what happened? Alright, uh, so earlier this week I was actually uh, in a car accident Monday morning. First thing Monday morning, dropped uh, dropped Mookie off uh, to go get his car, which had been in the shop all week, and on my way back, I got in an accident. I won't get into too much of the details, but um, either way, uh, fractured my wrist. Yeah, that was fun. Weird thing is, it doesn't hurt at all. So yeah, just kind of dealing with that and got a brace on and so I'll be I'll be stuck with this for a while but I'm alive I'm good uh I love doing this podcast so it'd be kind of weird you know uh Mookie doing this podcast by himself and I'm either in bed or worse so but anyways uh I want to thank everybody for joining us if you're a first time listener or you've been listening since the first episode we're talking to some of our day one fans there hey, hey, appreciate John. you guys John John. <laughs> Hi, John. But uh, if you're listening for the first time, we are a podcast that talks about anything nerdy or within our interests, pretty much nerdy or geeky culture. That's what we are. Um, not so much of a spoiler cast, but if we were to, we would let you know beforehand. With that being said, got the warning out of the way, um, I think you have something to say to our listeners. Don't you? About what? Are we gonna talk about Jue? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I totally spaced. Sorry, it's been a day. Um, been watching. Okay, quick plug, and this is gonna be my recommendation. Like the show, Baby Daddy. I, yes. Hilarious. Yes, I got you on it. I told you. Hilarious. Like I've been watching it on Netflix. Like I was actually just watching Game of Thrones, but for some reason the HBO plug. Um, came through, but my phone is acting up, so I haven't been able to watch it. But I've been watching like Baby Daddy all day. It was hilarious. I to- I told you. Yeah, but um, as a show, as you know, we usually don't like ads. I despise ads. I play extra just to avoid ads. If I can have ad block on my phone, I would. I hate ads. Ads are the worst. Um, so it's a little different when it comes from a friend. Yeah, but so we're announcing our very first partnership. It's not a sponsorship, it's more of a partnership. Um, if you guys have been listening for a while, you know our friend Mondi. Um, he is... He was on episode three, if you guys want to go back that far and listen again. Yeah, I'll talk about it day one. Yeah, so Mondi is the owner, curator, um, CEO of a clothing company called Jouet, spelled J-O-U-E. Um, what Jouet is, the concept behind Jouet is essentially a fashionable clothing brand for people like us. So the concept is make gaming, nerdy, geeky culture clothing, but fashionable. So like high quality materials, oh, really so nice. like elaborate designs. Um, 
just and some some of them are really abstract. And if you don't know what you're looking for, it's just a cool like art shirt. But if you know what you're looking for, it's really cool. Like my favorite shirt he has is probably the golden eye shirt. Um, that is a really nice one. Yeah, my favorite yeah. one is his trunks with the burning attack. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Geez. And then the the. The Dragon Ball one is sick. With the Dragon Balls on the back of the yeah. t-shirt? Oh. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we finally, like, we've, we've decided to... The reason we're partnering with Jouet is um, we don't want to bring you any ads that don't do anything for you or for us. Um, like, I'm, not to disparage anyone, but there's a lot of podcasts out there with sponsors from this headphone company or that thing or this subscription company. Again, I'm not knocking it. Maybe eventually one day this podcast gets big enough where we eventually do that. But as of right now, I really, I'm really cognizant about picking things. That's why I haven't had any. Really cognizant about picking things that we, first of all, would like. For, for sure. For, for sure. sure. I mean, I am not, I refuse to, on a personal and a moral standard, I refuse to sponsor anything that I do not personally like. If I'm not using it myself or I do not enjoy it myself, I refuse to sponsor it. And again, this is not sponsored. This is a partnership um, with UA for as long as it goes on. Um, but yeah, so go check out this website. J-O-U-E dot C-O Jouet dot co We're going to link it on the page um, Check it out um, Let him know what you feel like He's going to be at Planet Comic Con Stop Sweet. by Say hi um, Check out his booth um, But yeah look, look, Things are going up Yeah Things going on in this world We finally got partnerships Possible sponsorship on the way Shout out to, yeah. shout out to Chris by the way Yeah yeah We, we still need to work out on the details uh, with, uh, with Chris But that, that might be a thing. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the fun stuff. So the PS4.5 is apparently a real thing. Um, even more so. I kinda, I'm kind of upset because we talked about it last week's show. <laughs> and as soon as we, like, I kid you not, as soon as we hit the off button and the episode was posted, more news came out. And, of course, Monday morning, the market is flooded with news about the 4.5. So I'm sure you had heard most of it. Um, what happened is there was a leak from um, Giant Bomb. Giant Bomb is another podcast. They do great work in gaming industry. Um, so what they discovered is that there was um, someone in Giant Bomb knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody. They actually got specs for the PS4.5. Um, we don't have those specs, but you can check them out. On, actually, I think I reposted on our page, but they're definitely on IGN.com for sure. Um the big thing about it is that it's essentially going to upscale to 4K. Um, doesn't matter to you if you don't have a 4K TV. And as we said, this show isn't exactly about news. It's more as like we're here to react to the world as it happens around us. Yeah. Particularly gaming news, nerdy news, all that good stuff. So we're just going to talk very openly how we feel about the 4.5. Um and at the very end of this quick discussion, we're probably going to explain to you if it's something you need to be concerned about, if it's not something you need to be concerned about, and if it's something you should consider purchasing. So how do you, ha- so far, how have you felt about the PS4.5? Mm, I haven't had a chance to go it to it, you know, look at it in like extensive detail. But when I first heard that the 4.5 was going to be announced, my first thought oh, was... Well, well, okay, again... Before we get into it, it the code name is Neo, uh, and someone at someone at, at Sony has a, a funny sense of humor because 
the headset was codenamed Morpheus. <laughs> Somebody really likes the Matrix over there uh, at Sony. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did hear that. Like in four point five, wasn't, but it's Neo or whatever the official name will be. But as far as this new system, my first thought was not that we're getting a new system altogether. I thought we were getting a slimmer version like they've always done. You get the PS2, and then there's a PS2 Slim. You got the PlayStation 3, and then they slimmed it down. I thought that was, like, the very, very next thing. But um, did I... I don't know if I read something about a removable hard drive. Upgradable. Upgradable hard drive. And now I mean, because the hard drive... Well, not to, well. I guess it is technically... No, no. Upgradable. Because you can update the memory, but not the hard drive. No, that's right. That's right. The, the memory, which I think is a great idea. Um, they should. I think, all personally, I think they should have just gone ahead and done it with the 4. Um, but I've, I don't know how many times you play, ga- you know, play games, and all of a sudden you have to find something to delete because you don't have enough memory. Yeah, but the, no, with the 4, you can upgrade the memory. The PS4, you can upgrade the memory and start to take down. You can do, So that's the thing you can do now. The upgradable hard drive, I'm exa- okay, so this is my thing I'm confused about. My thing is the PS4 and the PS4.5 or the PS Neo, whatever it's called, um, they have two different sets of specs. Um, not that different, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, am I going to buy one day one? Absolutely. Why? Because... I stand in a very interesting pen diagram. There's a Venn diagram, those little circles. Like, I have an Xbox yeah, One. Venn diagram yeah. circles. I, I, I have an Xbox One. I've upgraded my Xbox One three times. Like, I bought an Xbox One year year two. Like, early into year two, I bought an Xbox One. And then when they announced the one terabyte Xbox One, I upgraded to that one. And then they announced the Xbox One Elite. And I upgraded to that one, too. Why? Because I personally, and I stand in a very unique place where um, I'm allowed to purchase those systems at um, not (laughs) retail price. I usually... Extensive discounts. uh, Extensive discounts is a nice... He still pays for them. I pay for them. I pay real cold, hard cash. 99.999% of the time. I pay cash. There was one time I, I got a system for free, and that was because I paid for two, and I got a free one. There was a deal against that. Buy two, get one free. I bought one. A friend of mine bought one, and I just happened to fall into the third one, which went to my brother. Um, anyway, what? I'm going to buy one, but I realize I stand in a position where most people are upset that um, the day one fans are getting screwed over. But I really don't. How are you getting screwed over? You have a PS4. You have an amazing system. It's going to play the exact same games. And this is the big thing. This is my big thing I was worried about. But they said it is going to play the exact same games it plays now. But the only difference is is that the Neo will have. The games will not have a Neo mode, which will be allowed to upgrade to 4K. If you don't have a 4K TV, it does. It literally means nothing to your life. Again, I am in a unique position where there is a 4K TV in the house. Will I always be able to use it? No. But there is a 4K TV in the house. And I will. Yeah, that's all. I have one. So to me, I'm like, I have the 4K TV. I want the PS4.5. So for me, it makes sense. I'm going to buy it. People are acting like um, this is going to break the system, fracture the, the marketplace. But like... PCs have been doing this forever, like, and again, I, again, and again, I, I don't want to sound insensitive, but like, and I'm, 
not a PC like Master is anything. Matter of fact, I have a PC that is better than most, and I hardly play it because I still prefer my consoles. Don't get me wrong. When I want to play The Witcher, I'm hopping on my PC because that is undoubtedly, without the shadow of a doubt, (coughs) excuse me, I have a little bit of cold, the most gorgeous-looking game I have ever seen on a PC, on any platform. It is amazing. I booted up Skyrim, and it looks amazing. I booted up Skyrim. My friend um, that I'm file sharing with, shout out to the plug, um, Ethan, um, he had the texture packs downloaded already, so they already uploaded on my phone. That game with texture packs on my PC looks gorgeous. I mean, say what you want, the thing is phenomenal. I love it. Do I care that much? No. And I've, like, I want to have the best possible experience. But if you're not in a position, and it, okay, let me make sure I work the best possible visual experience. But that doesn't change the quality of the game. On the Neo, and it's, it's the exact same marketplace as the PS4, nothing is changing besides this Neo mode. And some of these games are already doing this. Like The Division, if you didn't know, there's a slider on there that allows you to raise the quality of the game and drop the frame rate a little bit. Now with the Neo, what I suspect, uh, I feel like this is a precursor, no one really paid attention to it. The If... The division is running on the PS4 Neo, and we'll probably try and run some tests with this. I could, I, my, I would turn the sliders all the way up anyway because when I'm playing in, because uh, my PS4 is um, one terabyte PS4, um, and so it could, it ran perfectly fine for me. I never had any issues. But um, I suspect with the Neo, it's going to be able to run all with the sliders all the way up. Um, and again, I don't want to sound ignorant to the situation. I know that the memory of the PS4 doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the game. It's more space. But like I said, I booted up Division day one. Um, I went in the sliders. I checked it out. I saw what they were talking about. I put it all the way up, and I never had any issues. So um, with the Neo, I feel like it's going to be an improved visual thing. Now, is it going to be native 4K? No, it's going to be upscaled 4K because to run 4K gaming, you need... An $8,000 PC. At least that's what the guy at Micro Center helped a friend of his build. $8,000 huh. on a PC to run 4K gaming. But Golly. Yeah, it's outrageous. So, do, am, I, am I excited? Yes. Do I care that much? No. Do I think it's going to affect you if you have a 4K TV? Cool. If you don't, you're still going to play this. And that's the thing. You're still going to play these great games. And like, look how great Ratchet & Clank already looks. Oh, like, it looks amazing. Like right now, Ratchet & Clank stands as the best looking thing on any console right now. And this is on the regular PS4. So I understand why people are complaining. Not to mention, you remember how Grand Theft Auto V looked on the PS3 and the 360, I really don't think that the, the, the gap is going to get longer than the lifespan is. Now, what I will agree is that maybe, like, I will agree that this does destroy the aftermarket um, um, because if, I can't, I can't, but then again, like, I've worked at GameStop before and I know how these things work. There are people who, like, lag behind three, four, five, sometimes six years. Because they don't play games that often, they don't um, have the time or the means to be upgrading, even on the 10-year cycle. There's a guy who came in and bought a 360 my last month. That was December 23rd. A guy was buying a 360 pre-owned. Why? He didn't have the motivation, the means. Now, again, I understand he is an outlier, and most of us 
I understand there's two outliers. There's the people who upgrade late and then the people who upgrade day one. I understand that the PS4 people, the guys who are day ones, feel a little bit upset. You helped make the PS4.5 a thing. You're still going to have an amazing experience. Not like you haven't already had an amazing experience, but if you don't have a 4K TV anyway, it doesn't benefit you. Um, and I think... I personally think it's a good idea. I think it's a great thing. I felt like the Xbox One and the PS... No, Xbox 360 and the PS3 kind of lagged on a little too long because at the end of that lifetime, we were begging for good games. We were crying yeah, for the new really consoles. Like, Grand Theft Auto V was an achievement on those consoles, and they really pushed those things to the end. Now, um, I don't expect um, anything too much to affect the way the consoles run. Um... But again, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, they announce anything at E3. Um, hopefully, they announce the console at E3 because I'm really hoping to pick one up um, as soon as they announce one. But um, yeah, I don't think it's anything to be freaking out about. Um, I think everyone is still going to have an amazing opportunity to play great games on the PS4 and the 4.5 um, for many, many years to come. Um, this console is only four years old, three or four years old. So we've got a lot. We've got a lot of time with them. Yeah, we've got a lot of time with them. Um, and I think people who are saying this is going to affect the sales of the PS4, this is still a PS4. It really is. This is still a PS4. Like I think this is only going to further accelerate the sales of the PS4. Um, People who are waiting, and then like what they call them, tech dads, dads who don't really like understand gaming, but they also want to have like the best experience. Or like, I have a friend who's a doctor. Um, does he get to play video games very often? No, but he has an Xbox One Elite because when he does get to play games, he wants to have the quote unquote best experience. Now, the Elite is unnecessary for him because he plays Call of Duty one time on Sundays. That's about it. But, he, I mean, he enjoys the Elite controller, and he has a PS4, so... Um, he's a doctor. He got that doctor money. Yeah, so, again, he's an outlier. But, yeah, guys <laughs> like him, guys, the fathers who um, want the next technology um, for them and their kids but don't really get into the gaming. This is people like them. Um, I, I don't think grandma's going to necessarily, like, going to be too confused when she walks in the store. I want a PS4. Tommy wants a PS4. You buy him a PS4, he's happy. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't think Tommy at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old cares if it's a 4.5 or a 4. He just wants to play games. Like, and, and that's my thing. People get so hung up on, oh, this can do that. Oh, this can do that. Just play the games. <laughs> People, that's the reason you bought this thing, just play games. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> play games. I just... I just don't understand why people complain so much. Even, like, my, my friends on the PC was like, oh, it doesn't look good on my Xbox One. Did you play the game? Did you have fun? Yeah, shut up. Play the game. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't understand why people get into all that nonsense. Um, but, yeah, moving on. Um, okay. Uh, I guess a couple, couple things we can kind of more or less reminisce about it's it's it, well, it's a childhood there was a lot there was actually quite a bit in terms of uh you know just kind of reminiscing uh first off disney channel is actually where uh, disney i think is uh becoming 100 or turning 100 or something of that nature um so they're acts so disney channel celebrating by having 
an, uh, Disney original movie marathon where they're showing all of their 51 original movies in a, in a single weekend, which, if you ask me, is the greatest thing we could possibly ask for, at least mm. in terms of uh, reminiscing Disney. I mean, apart from the animated movies. The animated, the animated movies are amazing. And if you know me, Lion King is, that's my stuff. Nothing gets close to it. No live action, no other animated. That is my number one movie of all time. Uh, but I think I think it's fun. I think it's a fun way of thinking about the good old days. Maybe some of those movies aren't as good as I remember. But hey, why not take a trip down memory lane, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't care that much. <laughs> I do. Like I'm like there are a few like Disney Channel movies. I'm like eh, I'd be cool to see that again, but I'm not. I'm not gonna be one of these kids sitting on the couch all weekend watching. Anything. Oh no, I gotta. I can't do that. That's that's mm-hmm. a lot. I, DVR. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll DVR it, but like even then, like I'll probably watch two out of the one thousand movies they're gonna. Fifty one. Yeah, what I'm gonna watch two of them. <laughs> I guarantee you. Most of them are music, like High School Musical and the Cheetah Girls movie. All that nonsense I'm not watching. Xenon. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Twitches nah. with the, the twin girls. Nope. That uh, was the one with Tia and Tamara Moore. Huh? Mm-hmm. And nope. I wasn't about that. Ooh. The one that was really, really good that I really enjoyed was um, Johnny Capahala back on board. That one I might watch. That one was really good. Um, there was, uh, there were some newer one. <sighs> shoot. I vaguely remember Cadet Kelly. That was with Lizzie McGuire. I mean, Hillary Duff. I almost called her Lizzie McGuire. Because well, <laughs> she played Lizzie McGuire for so you long. You would have been right on both accounts. Um, yeah, so that's cool. I appreciate them for oh. doing it. What I want them to do is open up that vault so I can get that Lion King Diamond Edition. That's what I really need. That's what I need. I know. My mom has two copies. I know. I got one. I know, my mom has two copies. Actually, I, ha- I own... I have... I think my mom has every, every version. Yeah, every yeah. form as well. Yeah, my mom... I've got... You, we don't have the VHS, but you guys still have the VHS. We have the VHS still yeah. upstairs. So I have the VHS. I've got the DVD for the regular. I've got the DVD for the, the special edition with the, the, the added song and the added scene. Uh, and then I've got the Diamond Edition along with the Blu-ray version. Yeah. And I'm like... Yo, I don't think we here. got the Blu-ray. My mom definitely has like two copies. No, the now. Diamond Edition should have the Blu-ray in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, then, mom, yeah. then we got it. Yeah. Then. My, mom was, my mom saw that. She scooped it real quick. I think she joined the Disney Club just to buy that. Um, but yeah. Um, I went to the Disney store and pre-ordered. <laughs> <laughs> I literally walked into the Disney store. I said, give me, give me Lion King Diamond Edition. I need it. I need that in my life now. That's hilarious. Um, okay. Uh, I guess in other news. So... Did you see, uh, obviously they're doing this Power Rangers remake for 2017. I don't know if you saw the picture for Rita, uh, uh, or at least the new take of Rita that they're doing. Yeah, I saw that. What is your thought for that? I like it. I I actually kind of enjoyed it. At first I wasn't sure because I was sitting there like, it's obviously they're trying to do their own take of it. It I, gave me that Poison Ivy-type vibe, though, too, which I was okay with. But, I mean, the whole green... If you haven't seen it, just go Google it. Uh, Rita... What's her last name? Repulsa? 
Rita Repulsa, yeah, right? I, I believe so. I was, I was, yeah, I believe so. I, I'm, honestly, I looked at the picture for like 20 minutes and I was done with Like, not 20 minutes. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you must have missed there. I heard hard. I looked at the picture for 20 seconds. I was like, ah, that's cool. And I was out. Um, and apparently for, for, and then, um, oh, shoot. Hugh Jackman's final Wolverine standalone film. Reports X twenty three will be in it. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of mad that the I wanted them to do Old Man Logan. I know, right? I really wanted them to do Old Man Logan, but then that ends up with a few X Men dead, and you got to figure out how to replace them, or at least. Uh, well, not really, because they're still doing Days of Future Past. Well, Apocalypse. And but they're pop- continuing with that storyline, so they may never be able to reach Old Man Logan to be able to do that because some of them are gonna, for one, are already gonna be dead, and two, uh, if you decide to continue on with this Days of Future Past thing, yeah, I mean, you need I, some of those characters for it. Old Man Logan is just so good. No, like, I don't. I'm what, not disagreeing like, at all. That would have been like, especially if this is gonna be Hugh Jackman's last X Men movie. Uh, like, well, not X Men. Like last, last Wolverine, Wolverine movie, like his last standalone Wolverine. Old Man Logan would have been an amazing way to send him off, in my opinion. Um, so I'm slightly disappointed. And I'm still interested in going to see the movie. The movie from Marvel that's really piquing my interest right now is got to be Doctor Strange. The more I see that, the more interest I get. Captain Marvel America. I've heard the IGN UK podcast guys said they had one of them went to the world premiere. And he had really good things to say. He couldn't say much, but he said it was really good. He uh-huh. really enjoyed the action. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty excited for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. At this point, Marvel has a patented surprise in there somewhere. I felt like Spider-Man was gonna be it, but since they put out the picture, I feel like Spider-Man is a big like. Hey, look over here while we do this thing over here. Because, like, yeah. I feel like if they were yeah, to reveal... There's, there's something else. I feel like there's something... I mean, like, because, like, literally, nowhere in the marketing was Vision a thing. And then Ultron... Yeah, yeah, yeah we're Ultron, so focused every, on... Every, everyone's so focused on Ultron, yada, 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 this, this, and this. Vision and then Vision left field. Vision, and I'm like... That is the greatest thing they could have done for that character, is not say anything about that character existing. I I don't know if they're going to go to that extent again, but... Who knows? For all we know, they might have hinted at it already, and we just, we've been so focused on everything else that... And like, I, again, I really don't care about Spider-Man. Like, I really don't care about Spider-Man. Here is my no, what hope. I'm saying is to the surprise. Yes, yeah. here's my hope. I hope, I hope, not that I mean, but I hope Steve Rogers dies as Captain America and then we either get Falcon or Bucky I don't want Bucky or we get Lady Thor no uh, you know what might be interesting I want I really no, here's, I really want one of those two because Bucky like Bucky was a cool Captain America but I would rather have Falcon. Well, I mean, that would be dumb. And then Lady Thor. Here's, is like, here's Lady Thor is the one that I really if want. They and speaking personally, I really want Lady Thor. Here, like, I really, here's, that's here's, the here's, one a, here's an interesting thought. Now, it could happen long way off. Not impossible, but hear me out. Captain America doesn't die, but passes the mantle. Yep. No, no, no. Hang on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because, I mean, this has happened in terms of the Marvel Universe with a little bit that I, I've read and that I've seen. Captain America doesn't die, passes the mantle, becomes more of a Nick Fury-type character, 
and I eventually down the line, which they do have in the works, Miss Marvel in uh, in later down the line leads the Avengers, which they do have a Miss Marvel movie in the works. I don't yeah, remember when Ms. it comes Marvel's, out. Miss Marvel is going to lead it to Captain America as well. It's going to lead into Civil War Two because she's the other side of the coin in Civil War Two. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you don't. If they, no, I said, like, I said, like I said, hear me. It's not impossible. I, I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Here's my thing. In order for that to happen, like I feel like the only way Steve Rogers hands over the mantle is if he does something like, oh, let's say, kills Tony Stark, which can't really happen. Well, don't get me wrong, it can happen. Um, and he's just. If I kill Tony, then I can't be... How can I be the good guy? I'm a bad guy, yada, yada, yada. Hangs up the cape and the cow. He doesn't have a cape. He has a cow. Hangs up the cow, hands over the shield, and leaves. He can't... Like, here's my thing. There's... Like, he's... He is... Like... Everything about Steve Rogers is Captain America. Like, like in my opinion, you couldn't have Steve Rogers... And not have Captain America. Now, I understand there's the separation between um, when Bucky takes over and then there's even more going on when Falcon takes over. I understand there's a passing of the torches. But for me, in a movie, for it to be done right, and again, it's a PG-13 movie, so they got to do nonsense, which I really want these movies to start moving into the R-rated range because some, some stuff needs to happen. Like... Again, I really want them just to blow up the whole universe because I would love to see God Doom in live action. Like, I really would love to see that because God Doom was an amazing. I, yeah, I really like that spin in the comments. Anyway, um, I really. Long story short, long story short, it's interesting, but I'm still significantly more interested in Black Panther and above all, Doctor Strange. Fair enough. Cool. I hear, uh, I hear, I think, who is it? Was it Josh Whedon? Josh Whedon said Space 4 is actually going to move into a different tone, more or less. Which I think they're doing Battle World, which makes sense. Yeah, which is, and I which think is why, that's, which is why, to me, the God Doom thing makes sense. Um, again, I'm so ticked <laughs> off that Fox has the rights to Fantastic Four because the Fantastic Four is so crucial to the concept of God Doom and battle world and all that nonsense but i mean if they're able to create a deal with sony and get spider-man in it and then have marvel characters show yeah up but in that's this, like if, I, if I that can be done something at least here's what they, down they, the road can they be they wouldn't need Fox. they would at a bare minimum need steve rogers like i you couldn't you could make it work without the other three susan and you said th- steve rogers you meant uh, Reed Richards. Reed Richards, yeah. You would need Reed Richards. You wouldn't need... You, you, um, yeah, you could... Yeah, to bear, at the bare minimum, you need Reed Richards. Because uh, he's like quintessential I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. to if, the creation and formation of Battle World. For a long time, I mean, people have been wanting, you know, Spider-Man to show up in the Marvel side of things because of all... If, if Sony and Marvel and, and Disney work out something which we never thought would happen... Doesn't that leave hope for, you know, Marvel, Disney, and Fox to come to some sort of agreement? I see. It, it's, there's hope. Uh, to Maybe me, not there's, much. Again, that's not like a much. lot. That's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of moving parts. But then again, like I said, anything, um, it's whatever. 
But, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's that's way down the road. And as it is, uh, if I mean, we can already tell that uh, with Phase 4, I think we'll see a lot more, especially, I think, the Doctor Strange movie leading the charge, I think, for Phase 4. Is it? I think it is a Phase 4 movie. Doctor Strange? I do not believe so. Is it still a Phase 3? I believe so. Well, either way, I think because we're at the tail end of phase. I think, even regardless, we're at the tail end of phase three. I think this will be the lead, our our official lead in to a lot of magic and mysticism, which we haven't seen much of. Well, like Guardians was the beginning of that, but like, I think this would be our like. Yeah, strange, strange is the boom. Like, yeah, strange, it is here. Strange and strange and um, Black Panther are. Significantly more influenced by magic. I, everybody, shut up. I know Black Panther runs the adamantine farm, and the whole Wakanda thing. But the continent of Wakanda is steeped deep in magic, and that's what I'm hearing. It's, it's roots, yeah. Yeah, I'm hearing there's a lot of there's a lot of things that play in Black Panther that a lot of people aren't seeing coming, and I think that's less technology and more magic. Um, like, I guess if you guys don't know the background behind Black Panther, um, he's the prince of he's the prince of Wakanda. He goes to school, study abroad, um, comes back home, and his best friend um, kind of goes crazy, was jealous of him, wants to throne, kills his father, he becomes king. Um, but you also have to remember, like, this guy marries Storm, and she's from the same area. Like yeah. that's that's magic. That is right, that and that's and that that could be another thing. It could be an, a oh. way to introduce the mutants. I don't know if they're gonna have him and Storm already married, like straight up. But they, I. But it's a good way to do that, it. That's another thing they have to work out with Fox because Storm is X Men and that's Fox. Yeah. Again, I mean, like I said, maybe maybe they might make those like subtle references. Yeah. Without having to say it. Yeah, I mean, so they call them something else in the Marvel universe. They're not mutants. They're called. Uh, in, not Inhuman. Um, me, not, not Metas, because that's TV for DC. They call whatever they called. Um, what do they call Scarlet Witch? In the end of the Avengers movie. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, anyway, so they have they have a name for mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But um, I can't remember it. Either way, um, if you guys are big Street Fighter fans, we've got a classic character coming. Guile is going to be in the May update, I believe they said. Um, so Guile and the classic stage are back, classic music. Um, he's going to be free until the Zany shop is fixed. So keep your eyes out, up, eyes open for the update. And once that update goes through, plays through as Guile, as Guile all those sonic booms. Metro Boomer wants to mow. Um, yeah. And then tonight, if you don't know, so if you've been living under a rock or you're dead or you just don't care, Game of Thrones boots back up, season six. And apparently, something I saw today was after this season, Game of Thrones will have about 10 to 12 more episodes. So it looks like this you is... Know, like a packed season, a full season, huh? Yeah. So like, so this is this is going to be... Second to last season, apparently. Um, who knows what George R. R. Martin is going to do because he wrote books and then decided he was going to sit down and direct the movie and killed half the people in the book. <laughs> he, 
he killed half the people in the book. The so, dead, oh my <laughs> goodness. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, I don't know if you guys uh, maybe have seen it. Like when George R.R. R. Martin got a Twitter, Jimmy went on, uh, Jimmy Fallon went on his monologue and he said something. Oh, today in today's news, uh, George R.R. R. Martin got a, uh, um, got a Twitter and he said something. And he's so quick to kill 140 characters. And I was something along those lines. I was like, Jimmy, that's just me. Come on now. No one's been quicker to kill 140 characters. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, um, so I'm excited. I uh, So I'll have to re-catch back up on season five because I left up uh, after the episode Kill the Boy. Um, so watch season six tonight or tomorrow, and then I'll go back and... When I'm sufficient, so I'll be. I'm obviously gonna be surprised at some things. The big spoilers, obviously, been spoiled. Um, so I'm gonna watch season six, um, episode one tonight or tomorrow, probably tonight. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight, and then over the next, maybe not next week because I've got a busy couple weeks ahead of me. But over the next couple weeks, I'll uh, try finish off season five, rewatch season six, episode one. And uh, make sure I really get a full grasp on what's going on. And by that point, it should be on episode two and three, so I can binge watch those while I'm in my sleep coma after finals are over. Um, can we talk about this Red Dead Redemption Two map? Yeah, I saw that. Um, and again, I'm gonna be like, it's Rockstar. It's it is huge. Gargantuan. It is huge. If that's real, um, I, bruh. We're going to have some trouble. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the real map, and again, we, uh, we'll we either link. Um, it, it's on the page. Well, it's on the page already? It, it's already up. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, uh, that map is gargantuan, and I'm super excited. Um, because Red Dead was a game that snuck up on me. I remember I was sitting next to the homie Chris... Um, in English class, and Chris and JC and one of the other homies, they kept talking about Red Dead, and I'm like, "Bro, the last one wasn't that great." And they was like, "Whatever you do, pick up Red Dead Redemption." And I was like, "Okay," because I played Red Dead Revolution and I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was that great of a game. Yeah. And then I picked up Red Dead Redemption. Oh my goodness. That game filled the void for me that was left after, I think that game came out in between Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3. I believe that's where that game falls in line. But I needed something to just lose my life to, and that game was it. And I loved that game. I played it multiple, multiple times. I beat the the story game, the whole story 100%, and then I went back for the zombies. I didn't quite beat that 100%, but I really... I mean, there was such weird achievements in that game that just made it, like, feel like a living world. Like, yeah, one achievement for shooting a bird out of the sky um, was hilarious, and I did it in the most, like, random way. Um, I sounds was, like something I'd try as a kid with a slingshot. Yeah, it's like, it's like, shoot a flying bird out of the sky, and you just look up, boom, boom, and you get it. And then, then there's one where, like, it's the description is hilarious. It's like, um, it's like, catch the bandit or something. Um... But you have to lasso somebody, drag them with your horse all the way on the train tracks, put them on the train tracks, and then stand there and watch them get run by a train. Like, run over by a train. It's total, like, 
It's stuff we see in um, Western movies. It's hilarious. And the fact that they thought to put that in as an achievement. And there's other little things. It's like, play a game of horseshoes. Play a game of darts. Pick up a chick in a saloon. Start a fight in a saloon. All these, like, little, little, little things um, that happen in these in classic the Westerns. Western movies, and yeah. it took, they do it. And But the story, like, that's the one thing that shocked me the most. <sighs> is at first I was like, Western guy, John Marston. I'm just like. It's, no, wait, is it John Marston? Yeah, it's John Marston. Yeah, you're right. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, so it's John yeah, Marston. Right. And he's just, he just looks so bland in the trailers. That was such a good storyline. My favorite oh, scene yeah. is when you first go from America, quote unquote, to Mexico, quote unquote. Yeah. That ride and the music. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. And then you get to Mexico, and the first thing you do is play a mini game. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you do play the mini you play game. The little, I think it's the little knife one. Or is it, it might be poker. It might it's, be, it's, it's either poker or I think it's the it's knife poker. one. It I might be poker. And then you walk around with your poncho. Or yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> like, I wore that poncho. The um, entire I, I remember, like, I there was a, a special poncho you got for doing an, an online deathmatch thing. And I played so many online deathmatches just to get that one poncho. Uh, yeah, hilarious. That's one thing I hope they bring back. Um,. A revamp story a little bit, but I still want that wacky western. I don't want it to be like goofy, but like I wonder if it will be his son this time. Um, maybe. I mean, because spoiler alert for a however old game, if you once you beat the game, he dies. Um, and then you play as a son for about twenty minutes. Yeah, the last twenty minutes of the game. Yeah, the last twenty minutes you're actually playing as a son. You hunt down the people you hunt down the guys who killed him. Um. I don't know if that's, like, an alternate ending or that's the main ending or that's going to be the canon ending. Um, but, because like, I don't know if you can actually avoid dying as John Marston, but the very end, the last 20 minutes of the game, you are his son and you go to avenge his death. Um, which is great. Which is great. I think it was a good way to just, like, this character's dead. Which is now funny because, like, I believe... There's a show I watched that I really like, and it's a Western. It's about the uh, Manifest Destiny and the building of the transatlantic and the Pacific, um, so the railway. And I believe the main character's last name is Marston on there as well, which is hilarious because he looks like John Marston. Long hair, bushy beard. That show's great. Common is fantastic on that show. Um, I never thought I liked Common in a Western. I huh. didn't know what to think about it, but it was a great show. I don't know if it's still on. If it is, I need to find a way to catch back up because I really enjoy that show. But, yeah, it is what it is. I'm really excited for that. Mass Effect News came out a while ago. I'm just, I'm at the point where I'm like, shut up and give me these games. Speaking of games we're excited for, Uncharted oh. 4. It is almost here. People we're, supposedly oh. already have it in hand. Some people who weren't supposed to let it slip that they already have it have already let it slip that they're playing it, and it's great. Um, I think they may have corrected themselves and said, well, I played it at an event. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Whatever, guy. I'm not going to expose you, but we know who you is. Really excited for that game. Um, Collector's edition. So, here's, got one. here's the thing. We have both managed to secure... The collector's edition of Uncharted 4. And we are going to give away a copy. This is the work. We're going to get it and we're going to give it away. We're just not, we're not even going to open it. We're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll unbox one of our copies. Oh, we have personal copies coming. Yeah. 
And then we have, we, we managed to secure an extra one um, for the podcast, and we're going to try and give it away. Um, how are we going to give it away? We don't know. We might do a questionnaire. It might be random. We might just pick somebody. Um, but I think um, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. Um, that will come soon. Uh, de- details will be um, as as the weeks as the next couple weeks come along. Uh, we'll let you guys know. For uh, sure. So we should. I think for the most part, I think we should be getting them by release day. Um, I know I'm getting my copy by release. It should be here by release day. Um, thank you, Amazon. Amazon Prime you're, you're, you're saving my life Amazon Prime right Clutch. now. Um, but uh, we'll we'll let, we'll give you guys those details, um, and we'll we'll do the unboxing and and all that jazz and tell you our thoughts and because that's on a Tuesday. Oh. Yep, 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 yep. We might just we might we might put up a special episode just for that too. Uh, to yeah, it's gonna be in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you it's might. after your final, so yeah. Thankfully, for the re- so that's the Tuesday after my finals. Actually, that's perfect timing. Um, yeah, so I should be able to play games again. <laughs> um, Speaking of which, we are about we're a little less than two weeks away from Free Comic Book Day, May seventh. People, Free Comic Book Day. Yep, that is the that is the best way to end finals. My last final is May sixth. <sighs> Yeah, I love Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, I'm going to walk into. I think I'm probably gonna pick. I'm not. I kid you not. Anywhere between fifty to hundred comics that day, because I haven't touched. I haven't gone to my pull list yeah. at all. So I'm going to just go there and buy all my comics in one file swoop. It's probably gonna be. I'll probably need to buy a short box. Um, another one. Another one. I have a short box full. Um, I might actually might see if I, if it has medium boxes. I need to buy a short box. Yeah, I'm and uh, we have a relatively full. But. We have a we have a friend who built built his own like comic book shelf case thing with drawers with, with drawers painted. emblems. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, so yeah, dope. it's a it's an amazing project he did. I don't know if I'm gonna I don't, I don't have anywhere near enough comics to go that far, but you know that's the goal eventually. But yeah, prob I'm I'm definitely gonna need another short box, if not two. If he has medium boxes, I'm gonna pick one up. Because I, that's all I'm going to be doing. Also, I need to do that. But uh, I actually, I, I think I'm going to say this. Last year, I think DC handled Free Comic Book Day in a very, very interesting way that I liked. Because normally, you, you get a lot of just single shot issues. They don't really do anything. They don't tell. They don't really tie to much. But last year, what they did was they gave you a preview. Uh, into, I think it was a preview before Convergence last year or something like that. It was leading into Convergence or it was going to be post-Convergence as to kind of what we would be getting into or what we should be expecting. So it was a way of, um, of letting people know like, hey, this is the direction we're going in and this, this, it was basically canon as to what they were continuing to write. It wasn't just a single thing that it just stood on its own. Well, it did, but it still kind of gave you a premise of what they were doing. I wonder if they'll do the same thing again this year, considering that Rebirth, from that point, is like two and a half weeks, maybe three away from that point. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what they do. Um, I'm kind of. I'm also. I'm at this point. I'm. I'm also pretty interested as to what how Marvel kind of do theirs. 
Um, never really read a whole lot of Secret Wars or all that jazz or no. But from what I've been hearing from you, Mookie, it's been interesting and ah! quite a story. But some of it more interesting than others. But you know, I mean, that's how it all. That's every com- com- that's yeah, every that's every, every comic, comic book series ever. But we'll 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 see. But uh, um, we'll I mean, we'll see we'll see. So. In other news, did you ever pick? Did you ever see that Skyrim name? Did you ever figure out what your Skyrim name was? From the little post I put uh, on our page nope. a couple weeks ago. Nope. I had a weird name. I don't remember what mine was. Mine was, and it was kind of ironic, I think, too. Dark Point Grotto. That was my Skyrim name. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's Dark, right. that, is the, that is the most ridiculous name I've ever. That sounds like. I mean, I guess that could be. Dark Point Grotto. I mean, that's yours is Coldstone Cave. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm an. I'm, I'm apparently. I'm apparently an orc, which is funny because I've never played an orc in that game. I've never. I always play. Uh, red guard. I usually play as a red guard. I always play red guard because you know I need that melatonin, in my character. Um. <laughs> I, I used to say melanin. I'm like, I mean, I guess. Um, I always play Red Guard. I play Khajiit. Um, what I've done, because my Red Guard is like, because they're the most balanced fighters, um, the first time I played Skyrim, I played them. It was uh, it eventually started off as a sword and shield, and I went to double swords. Um, and I played Khajiit when I want to play Thief, which is just so much fun because they can sneak. And then when you get them all the way up in the Thieves Guild... They get that invisibility cloak, um, which is fantastic. And then when you get them all the way up in the Dark Brotherhood, they get the what I call the one-shot dagger. Because if you get your sneak high enough, um, there's a perk where you do times 10 damage with a dagger. And then the dagger does like an additional 5 times 5. No, times 20 damage. Something I You could do up to a maximum of like 30, 30 times the damage. With a dagger, if you're unseen and you're sneaking, um, so yeah, a dagger is basically a one shot against. I saw one guy, and again, I think it might have been modded. He might have been cheating, but I saw one guy one shot a dragon with that combination. I was like, oh well, that's that's broken. <laughs> that's broken. Oh man. Yeah, but it's really cool because um, cause she just and then just makes going through the whole these gold quests super 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 easy. Well, easier than any other class. You could do it easy with any class, but the easiest class to steal with are the Khajiit and the Bretons, I believe. They make great archers. So, hmm. yeah. Um, maybe because you gave me... You know what? I think I'll make an orc character and actually name him that Coldstone Cave. Yeah. I'm going to make that character tonight. I don't know what I'm doing anything with it, but I'm just going to make it tonight and see what happens. Fair enough. Coldstone Cave. Fair enough. Um, anything, anything else you get? Absolutely not. Alright. Uh, we haven't done a top five in quite a while. Actually, I think in like three weeks. Or at least the last three episodes. And I think we've done three episodes in the last four weeks. So that's quite a while. We've gone basically a month without a top five. I think we need to rectify that. But the question is, what? Because I spaced until just now. <laughs> I spaced on that till now. So what do you want to do? Um, 
Mm. Have have we really done like a top five like villains or something of that nature? Uh you know what? We've been kinda like mentioning it in and out. We're really into the NBA right now. Like the NBA is fantastic right now. And I don't think we've ever done anything sports related. So and then you yeah. might you might be harder for you to do yours and me to do yeah. mine. But I'll definitely do my top five. Top five moments in the NBA that I've seen um, in my lifetime or gone back and witnessed through video, a.k.a. the magic of YouTube, um, NBA moments specifically, um, just because the Warriors are tearing it up. They just won their game. They're up 3-1. Spurs brought out that broom. Yak, yak. Brought the sweep. My Celtics brought back. Tied the series up 2-2. Two two. We're tied up with the Atlanta Hawks. Um... I think the Cavs have the potential to sweep tonight. Um, we'll see. Unfortunately, I think Steph hurt himself again. And yeah. that was unfortunate. Steph slipped on something on the floor, and I haven't heard any details, but, dude, the way he bent that knee could be an ACL, yeah, man. MCL type. It just looked bad. Draymond Green apparently came out and said he was standing in the hallway just crying, which is unfortunate, man. It, means it might be worse than we think it is. Hopefully he's not praying for a quick recovery because the dude, because that dude is changing the way basketball is played. Anyway, top five moments I've witnessed in the NBA would be the Vince Carter dunk. No, that was because that, that was one I went back and watched. I remember seeing, and don't get me wrong, this is not a great moment. But I remember being in Africa and watching Michael Jack Michael Jordan's last game. We had cable. Um, my uncle was in town. That was the only reason to watch that game. My uncle was in town. Um, and he was like, Michael Jordan's last game is today. And we watched it. I don't know if it was live or it was the next day or whatever. But I remember, obviously, the 17-hour, 7-hour de- delay means a lot. But I remember watching Michael Jordan's last game as a wizard. As a wizard. So, again, he missed. I remember him dribbling up the court, taking a shot, missing, holding his head down and walking out the court for the very last time. It was the last time Michael Jordan played basketball. So, personally, that one gets a slide. Are there more exciting moments? Yes. But for me, that one has personal um, sentiment. Yeah, personal sentiment. Um, Blake Griffin jumping over the car. It wasn't that impressive of a dunk, but it was the first time anyone jumped over a car in a game. Um, Not in a game, you mean in the in, dunk, in dunk contest. But... NBA moments. Um, now, these are both game moments. Favorite one. All right, so I'll leave that as number one. Number two is, um, I believe, 86 says Celtics. That moment in the finals when they're going... Um, they're, no, they're, they're, they're up. I believe the Lakers have the inbound the ball. And my man, John Havlicek, steals the ball. Everyone says it. Havlicek steals the ball. Havlicek steals the ball. The, the Boston Celtics are going to win the game. They're going to win. The, yeah, so I might be remembering that moment wrong because um, the reason I got into basketball, actually, I have the book. I found it. Um, the reason I really, really got into basketball, um, I had to do a project on 
a hero I had to pick. And I checked this book out of the library and never took it back. And I was looking at old pictures of, okay, the reason I became a Boston Celtics fan was because of this book. I remember I had to write my project on Bill Russell. Really, really fell in love with that guy. So I went back to YouTube and watched a bunch of Bill Russell games, bunch of watched a bunch of Wilt games, watched um, a bunch of Celtics games. That's how I really, like, like the, the infatuation with Bill Russell, like, led into just a love of Boston Celtics and everything Celtic. Really became a fan of my boy Larry Bird and everything that they did as the Celtics. Um, and, of course, in 08, bang, bang, got that dub. 08 was a great year. Like, personally... Oh, it was a fantastic year. It was the year after my bone marrow transplant. That March, KU wins the national championships. The football team wins the Orange Bowl, for crying out loud. And the Boston Celtics won the championship. So, oh, it was a fantastic year, in my opinion. That was a great year. And my favorite moment in basketball history is when... Oh, okay. Side note. Allen Iverson... Game one against the Lakers. Goes up on the side. Takes up for the shot. Tyron Lue goes to block the ball. Allen Iverson ices this man. Tyron Lue is on the ground. And my boy AI steps over him and walks off. And I'm just like, this man is a cold-blooded killer. Cold-blooded killer. But, yeah, it's, um, again, if you can't guess, it's Allen Iverson versus Jowden. So AI comes up, brings the ball, gets the court, and he also goes, oh, this is the first time we're going to see Allen Iverson versus the greatest, Michael Jordan. And he goes, boom, boom, left, right, left, right, goes for the left, boom, hits the board to the left. Jordan doesn't know what to do. Obviously, he quickly recovers, but AI jumps, hit that mid-range shot, money. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, that's probably my favorite basketball memory ever, just because, like, at that point, AI was... To me, everything. That's like, he, he's the reason my favorite number is three. is because I don't ever Because he's my favorite basketball forever. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's go with my list. Um, one of my favorite moments. Um, I don't remember it so much as a kid. Just because, like, I was still a toddler. But going back and watching it. Scotty Pippen dump, dunking on... Patrick Ewing and then the disrespect to walk over him and then the part that made it so much better that this is making my list is because of Spike Lee <laughs> Spike Lee was <laughs> standing up and see you can't do that man you see Scotty walk with a smile and he's just like I don't care sit down <laughs> Well, you might have to bleep it out, but his exact words were not exactly said down. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was that was an awesome moment. Um, actually, another good moment that I really, like, I enjoyed. Don't like the team. Don't like the team, but it was, it was a great moment to watch with my own two eyes. Ray Allen hitting that three-pointer to send the heat against the Spurs. Into in to win the game to go into game six or to force it to a game seven. Yeah, okay. As a Ray Allen fan, probably one of his most clutch shots. Oh yeah. Oh. As a basketball fan, amazing moment. As a card carrying member of the I Hate LeBron fan club, <laughs> I've never hated Ray Allen more <laughs> in my life. Especially because he just left us 
He's just left the Celtics the yeah. season before that. Got traded to the Heat. And then, like, they were they were going to lose that series. They, they were, were supposed to lose that. They were supposed to lose that. Ray Allen hits that shot. And it was just over. They, and it went to Game 7, and we knew Game 7 was happening. They no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, it, no, no, it forced I think seven. that was... Because I think he forced Game 6. Because that was Game 5. Oh, that's he right. He forced Game 6. They won in Game 6. And they won in Game 7. But it was all rectified. Everything was rectified because the Spurs beat the brakes off him the next season. Man, they, they walked on him. They were like, it's not happening twice. So, um... That that's uh, that's another one. Um, sheesh. Uh, man, I'm, I'm not. You don't watch as much. Basketball. I don't watch as. Okay, you much. know. What? All right, so I'll let you. I'll let you do that as honorable mention. Um, we'll just classify this as our top five sports moments. Your favorite sport is soccer. My favorite sport is basketball. Give your top five top. Soccer moments. So this is our top five favorite, personal favorite sport moments. So oh, so yeah, soccer is your is your personal favorite sport. So go ahead. No particular order, but oh, I remember watching this, getting up for this game at six a.m. and watching it in the living room. It was uh, Manchester United versus Manchester City, the Manchester Derby. Everybody is ready for that game. That game gets heated. It's a rival, not only any rival, it's a city rival. Which the stadium's like four miles away from each other. Not very far. <laughs> Not very far. Uh, but I remember watching Wayne Rooney scores a ridiculous overhead kick, a bicycle kick. Yep. From 12 yards out. 12 yards and sink it. And oh my goodness. I remember being up at 6 a.m. watching that game. And I flipped out so much. I woke up the entire house. Everybody thought something was wrong with me because I just witnessed a, a great moment. Period. It was fantastic. Um, another one. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, Caleb. The the, the Robin uh, Robin Van Persie volley that helped the year they won the, the, their twentieth title with Sir Alex last year. Yeah, I remember that one. If you guys, uh, this, this it's phenomenal how it happens. You go look it up. If you have to, go type in Wayne. I mean, uh, Robin Van Persie Volley. Um, I think that's how you can find it. But basically, if you know the dimensions of a soccer field, 60 yards wide, 100, uh, 120 yards long. And so you can figure out that the halfway point in the 120-yard mark is the half, you know, midfield, 60 yards. And Wayne Rooney is probably three yards behind on his own half, three to five yards behind midfield. This amazing cross that went maybe 30 yards, 30 yards in front of him, and Van Persie volleys it out of the air and hits about a 35-yard volley beyond the keeper into the back of the net. If you can imagine those dimensions in your head or just even watch it, it is a ridiculous moment. And it helped, by the way, which was one of the ending, like the final, like I think five games or whatever, that that game helped them basically seal the title race. That was an awesome moment. Um, I'm not going to pick any like really like Messi or Ronaldo moments because 
for one, a lot of them are pure magic. Yeah. Like you you just you just when you watch them, you just know. Yo, the Ronaldo free kicks like they're a billion and a half to choose from. And I know this is against the US team and a lot of people are gonna hate me for it, but in the World Cup Last that clutch goal he had. What is it? Uh, last 30 seconds. Literally, like 30 last seconds. Last 30 seconds. They're running down the field. I don't remember we even hit the cross. Uh, it wasn't Nani. It was a, this, it was a, I can't remember we even hit the cross. But um, Ronaldo just takes off, and our defenders are useless against him. We were up the whole game. Man, that man has pace. Yeah, and for like, and like, this is only a couple years ago, so. No. Yeah, three years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Yeah. No, two. two. Oh, yeah, it is two. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. So, like, Ronaldo, this is not, like, prime, prime Ronaldo, but, like, this is not, like, I, I feel like he's entering the twilight of his soccer years. The man is still a young man by every imagination. But he's he's he is starting to enter the age he's, where, like. He's 31. He's 31. Soccer, that's getting kind of old. Um, I mean, there's already talks about him coming to play in the states. Which, when European so players, when, when when European players come play in the states, that's basically just like I'm just here to collect a check. <laughs> I'm just here to collect a check. But a lot of them are still better. Oh, they're age. not. They are. There's my thing. They are so far ahead of the curve that them slowing down to us is is like growth in progress. He could come to the states and play for another ten years and still be better than a bunch of our players. But <laughs> he's just running. He's running, and in one foul move. The cross comes, and he takes one of the most, like, perfectly placed shots. And there was nothing Tim Howard could do to stop it. The ball just sails in. And I'm just like, like, I was watching the game. I stood up and just slow clapped. I was just like, that is why he's Ronaldo. That's why he's Ronaldo. If you do not know how ridiculous Ronaldo is, go to YouTube, type in Cristiano Ronaldo, Castro Oil. Castro Oil basically goes into the... or It's, it's sponsored by Castro Oil, but these people go in, like, look at the physique, the mind, the emotional, like, oh, behind Cristiano Ronaldo. What makes him tick? What they One of the tests that they did was they took glass that was maybe not even quite a quarter of an inch thick, uh, maybe it was like an eighth of an inch, and they stuck six of them. And I think all, all of these six sheets of glass were maybe six six inches away from each other, and they put a ball about five yards away from the first sheet of glass. First of all, the man shattered three of them. He kicked the ball so hard it shattered three of them and almost broke the fourth one. You know how fast he kicked the ball? It was like only seventy miles per hour or something. No, eighty nine. Oh Lord have mercy. Eighty nine. This man is a monster. He's a freaking, basically in his own right, he's almost like a LeBron James of basketball. He's just a freak of nature in his own right. Yeah, yeah. In and his yeah, own right. And that's not the first time I've heard anyone make that comparison, not to turn this into a soccer podcast, but that's not the first time I've said, I've heard that comparison. I haven't heard once, I haven't heard somebody said, Ronaldo should play Superman because all you got to do is pull on, throw on the blue costume and he's, he's basically Superman. Actually, there was one test they did for him. They had they gave him a strip of like, of like turf for like twenty yards. I think it was about twenty yards. And what they did was they had these sharpshooters on either side with laser lights. And what Ronaldo had to do was get from one end of the turf to the other end of the turf without the ball 
being hit by the sharpshooters. So it made a particular sound when the ball was hit. First of all, the man was averaging six moves a second with his feet. You know how many times the ball was hit? Three times. You know how many shots were taken? 40 plus. <laughs> 40 plus. Three times. Three times. Like, the man is, eh. And they had multiple sharpshooters. Like, they, I think they had, like, six sharpshooters on either side. Um, just looking at the side angles. And they were just trying to hit the ball. And they just, they, they couldn't. The, the man is... Yeah, that's what... Yeah. Anyways, uh, continue on. Sorry. Uh, got on that, that, that rant. Ibrahimovic uh, with another... Over, this is another overhead kick. Ibrahimovic with a 30-yarder. 30 30-yard 30 overhead kick over Joe Hart. Was it Joe Hart? Yeah. Yeah, it was over Joe Hart. I feel bad for that man. <laughs> He's one of England's best keepers. And... Yeah, that was just... That was just a terrible moment. That's... A, Oh, Ibrahimovic has kind of duped him twice in the last couple of years. Uh, but the other moment, eh, that's a moment we'll talk about maybe on another day. Um, I think I've done, you know what, I, for, for, you know what, for, for one and two, for my last two positions, I'm just going to say Cristiano moments, messy moments. Make it easy. <laughs> like, just go watch a lot of their goals. Whether they're doing it solo or they get a ridiculous cross and they play, just Google it. Messi goals, Ronaldo goals. Ooh, honorable mention, Raladinho. That guy. Raladinho goals. Yeah. There we go. But I don't know. That's, that's my sport. That is my sport. Yeah. Cool. Alright, um, let's do this money to blow and then we'll do our recommendations and we'll bounce out of here. Call me what you want, but you can't call me broke. Money! Pull up with that chopper and a telescope. Alright. Um, for money to blow, um, I really didn't buy anything this week. Not since well, I'm on the hunt for a new car now. My car's total. Total. So, um, no, no, no money to blow this week for me. So it was a light week, except for groceries and gas. Uh, same here. No money to blow. Just uh, really trying to stack up for these collector's edition. Um, I got to save a ton of money for school. So I haven't really spent any money. Like, I almost picked up a pair of shoes, but then, like, some things came up. So I was like, I can't even... If I spend any money, like, I'm out the window. So, um, no money to blow this week. It's been a light week. But um, anticipatory spending after finals, um, go get some furniture from Ikea. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's going to be the motive. Go get some furniture from Ikea. Um, and then, oh, by the way, I got a TV at my house for you guys, so... Really? Well, yeah, I might use it as a monitor. I might give it to you guys. So it's just yeah. a small 32-inch TV. It's, my dad wanted to throw it away because it wasn't a smart TV. And I'm like, really? Yeah. He's like, we, give it away. I was like, he was like, throw it away. I was like, why? I was like, it's not smart. I was like, you can still use it, dog. He was like, for what? A TV? A monitor? I don't know. It's still good. He was like, you figure something to do with it? I was like, yes. He's like, all right, well, you can have it. I'm like, well, thanks, dad. 
Yeah, so he like he got my my little sister a thirty two inch Samsung Smart TV for from Black Friday, um, for like one hundred twenty bucks. It was like one of those no Cyber Monday flash deals, like a one hour deal. Um, it's a bit of an older model, and the remote isn't as responsive as the newer ones they have. But it was like a, a quick flash deal. It popped up for less. He said like they were sold out in less than thirty minutes. Like he said, it flashed across his phone. He bought it. He didn't know why. <laughs> he didn't know why he bought it. That it sounds like, like your dad. Yeah, he was like, I don't know why I bought it, but I bought it. And now it was like, when it killed up, it was like, I don't even know where I'm put it. And they decided to put it in my sister's room. So, so I guess money to blow on behalf of pops. <laughs> so, so that happened. Oh, oh yeah. Man. So I set that up. But yeah, I have an extra TV at the crib. So nah, no, no money to blow. Um, real quick, I guess I have a couple recommendations. If you heard at the top of the hour. We, I am going to personally recommend Baby Daddy. Um, it's a show on Netflix. First five seasons are on Netflix? Well, no. Season five should not be because season five is still currently okay. running. First four seasons are on Netflix. Because there's only ten episodes up right now. Okay. Yeah, so first four seasons are on Netflix. Watch those. Really fun. Really good look at um, what... Um, a single parenting. A single... It's, here's the thing. it's single parenting from a different perspective. Usually, like, it's a single mom with the family. That's It's a, it's a, single, it's a dad. single dad with his brother and his roommate and their childhood best friend. And it really deals with, like, millennials, parenting, relationships, roommates. Generation gap. The generation gap. Um, the mom is um, involved. Yeah, the mom, is, um, the mom is in there. Uh, interracial relationships. Interracial relationships, homosexuality, homosexuality in the parents, homosexuality in the church. Um, city, leaving, city living, because this is in... New York. This is in New York. It's based in New York. Um, just dating as a 20-something-year-old when you have a kid complexities of just being a guy and having a daughter that's another another aspect that I really feel like they really did and they they hit a lot of yeah it. just I, in the first season alone they whoever's writing so this much. show like I don't they might be a psychologist be married to a psychologist to have a psychologist on staff because there's so many things that they get right that it shocks me like there's literally one like there's some things that are I kid you not word for word the way the situations are handled out of a textbook now, it's pretty funny. Like, they actually have an, a psychologist on um, the show. She comes in later on in the cheese, and she's she's funny. She's a little bit ditzy, yeah. but she's, she, she does a she good does, job. She does a lot of Hallmark movies. Yeah. But I watched she, a lot of Hallmark movies with my mom. Don't judge me for it. <laughs> That's how I spend time with my mother. You should, too. Yeah, true that. Yeah, she's all about those Hallmark movies. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, actually a really, really cool portrayal of a psychologist. Really, there's a lot of interesting stuff on that show. Um, so watch that. And then, again, I apologize for being a little ratchet. I had a coon moment um, the past week. I just needed to listen to some music. And then this mixtape popped up on Spinrilla, and I looked at it. I was like, this is going to be some junk. <laughs> and it's, it's absolutely the cooniest thing I've listened to all week, and I love it. It's so good. So <laughs> the mixtape is called Lil Uzi Vert. So that's that. The artist's name is Lil Uzi Vert versus the world, and it's great. It's so, it's so cheesy and so coonish and just like this new age rap that I didn't think I'd like. And I'm really messing with it. Like at first, it was this one song. I kid you not. He samples an accordion from SpongeBob, and that is like the background to the song. And I listened to that song over 
and over and over. And I was like, okay, let me listen to this mixtape. I listened to that mixtape with Tola ten times in the last week. I really like it. I don't know why. Don't ask me questions, but just go give it a chance. Go give it a shot. If you feel like you just need something new to listen to, you want you're not too serious, you just want to mess around, makes great party music. Um, so Lil Uzi Vert will be my recommendation of the week. Um, my recommendation is going to be a, actually a friend of ours. My Well, Timmy's friend. He's a good friend of his. He writes music with him. He's, he's doing the music thing, and I, I really think he's, he's, he's making good music. I enjoy it. I'm going to recommend him with Trey Jackson. Um, you can find him on SoundCloud. Um, and, and so he's, he's really trying to do the music thing, and... It's just it's it's chill music. He, right now he's got a bunch of covers on his SoundCloud plays. He's he's got quite a few tracks. Like he's he's really trying to do it. Uh, but anyways, his name is spelled L A T R A E Jackson. Latre Jackson. Look him up. Um, he's based here in Kansas City. Um, just trying to do his music thing. If you're just trying to find new music or discover new artists or whatnot, I I say give him a look. Um, some nice covers, nice mixes. Why not? Why not support a friend? Uh, and I'm going to second his baby daddy recommendation. Like, I've been watching it for quite a while. I started watching it when it first, well, probably after the first season premiered. I found it by accident. Actually, not necessarily by accident. But I was just, you know how every time, you know, you go somewhere and you find those shows and you just come across something good. And yeah. So, yeah, guys. That's my recommendation. And with that... I'm going to sign out. We, we have to wrap up. All right. And again, for the first time, and hopefully not the last time, this podcast has been brought to you by Jouet. Jouet is a clothing brand designed for those who are into gaming, fashion, gaming culture, but also want to be a little bit fashionable. Um, check out the website at jouet.co. All right. And if you want to get in contact with us, Tell us your favorite sports moments, or tell us you hated our favorite sports moments. Get in contact with us. Find us on Facebook at Even More About Nothing, or on our email at or email us at Even More About Nothing at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, so, anyways, with that, we hope you guys have a good night and a good week, and we will see you guys next time.